welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Episode 31, <laughs> holy moly, 31 episodes of the Karen Kenny Show. I'm so excited to be here. And look, I'm just going to keep this sucker short and sweet. I got some shit to do. <laughs> and no doubt, so do you. But uh, I want to keep this right to the point because uh, it's a pretty direct thing that I want to share with you. And I've, I've found this Wicked helpful in my own life, right? So uh, we're going to call this episode um, Discipline Leads to Freedom. Discipline Leads to Freedom. And I'll explain a little bit more about what I mean about that. And I'll, uh, I'll go a little more in depth you know, about, that, about that whole shenanigans. <laughs> okay. So a couple of things here. Um, so people have often asked me like, why do you have like a daily spiritual practice or the power of daily spiritual practice or whatever? So what I always tell people who are considering working with me in a spiritual mentoring capacity, whether it's through like, you know, my hardcore, like one-to-one 12 month fearless flow mentoring program or the six month group coaching program. So you have to think about this as mind training. This is like uh, working with me is what I jokingly call spiritual and personality rehab. <laughs> this is about retraining our mind, not brainwashing. I always say this is about retraining our mind to number one, start to question everything, to be vigilant for the quality of your thoughts, words, and actions. If they're in alignment with the truth of who you really are, it's also about letting go of your old bullshit stories it's about kind of sh- like surrendering a thought system of fear and instead status, you relinquish it. You let it go once and for all as best you can, right? doesn't mean you'll never take a detour into fear again, but you start to have a pathway that is more geared towards a thought system that uh, is based on love, which is like amazing. And, and that's really what the miracle is, what a miracle is. It is a shift in perception from fear to love which is who you really are, okay? So here's the thing. We're not born into a world that really makes this, um, how do I say this? We're not born into a world that is just wicked love-based, okay? Uh, A Course in Miracles basically talks about it, how there's only like two emotions, love and fear, which is another way of saying there's only two teachers, um, ego or Holy Spirit. And I'll do a a separate podcast about that later. So we're born into a world that really teaches us how to be fearful, how to believe that we're separate from our source, from God, from love, from each other. Uh, This isn't a world that's like hyper based on love, (laughs) right? We can clearly see that if anybody's paying attention. If you're paying attention, you kind of see what I'm talking about. So we have been brought up, taught, aka conditioned, 
right? We have a lot of conditioning happening <laughs> in our minds. And once the mind becomes conditioned, right? The behaviors, the thoughts, the words, the actions, the choices, the decisions will follow, okay? So, so much of this work that I do in the world is, like I said, spiritual and personality rehab. It's like ego rehab. It's starting to help us to see that we're actually spirit, that we are actually extensions of divine love. And so it makes sense for us to do that. But this isn't like a habit for us yet. Like this kind of thinking of moving towards um, um, the behavior of constantly choosing to forgive. Like forgiveness is not a really strong muscle in most people's uh, tool belt. Not, 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 the, not the most used tool <laughs> in most people's tool belt. So if these things are not um, what we normally do, um, because we've normally been conditioned to be in a place of fear, of lack and scarcity and sin and smallness and separation and sickness. Like if we have a mind that's attuned to that, we really have to break up these patterns, which leads me back to why daily spiritual practices are really helpful. So when I think of somebody who is masterful, masterful in their skill set, right? Whether it's... um a master carpenter or somebody who is like a genius like athlete like with their particular skill set or um, a musician or an artist or name it somebody who's amazing like at um leading right or people who are again just masterful at whatever their skill set or their craft is um some people, sure, like a very small amount are prodigies, right? They came through like from the beyond with some skill set or gift and you're like, holy shit, it's like amazing. Like you just, it's like three-year-olds who can like play Beethoven. You're just like, what is happening right now, right? Uh, some people just come through with a natural skill set. But for a lot of us, it is repetitive skill. It is repetitive practice practice, right? So what do we say? That uh, repetition is the mother of all learning. We become really skillful at something by doing it again and again and again and again, by having a disciplined approach to doing something so many times. So you move from what I would have to call like willful competence or conscious competence where you're trying to learn the thing. That's the discipline part until you get to a place where you don't even have to think about it anymore. It's just who you are. It's just how you are. That is unconscious competent. That's where the freedom is. So in the beginning, we do something because we're trying to either acquire the skill or remember, right, who we are, right? This really attains mostly to like spiritual practices and not particular things like becoming a chef. Like, you know, when you first start, you know, going into the world of chefery, <laughs> of culinary skills, right? You might not have great knife skills yet. You do it repetitively. Like I watch some shows sometimes of people creating meals and I'm just like, my mind gets boggled at how, um, how adept they are, like how amazing they are being able to move around a kitchen and move around even like a cutting board, like the way that they can slice and dice and chop and not lose fingers. And like, I'm just like, what? So they had a, a, a discipline where they practice, 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 practice. And now they don't even have to think about it. It has become a freedom. And we can acquire these same things when it comes to seeing through a lens of love responding from a place of love, 
choosing to forgive. We can start to create a disciplined mind. A Course in Miracles says that an untrained mind, aka an undisciplined mind, can accomplish nothing because you are at the mercy of a very willful ego mind until you choose to start to do daily spiritual practices. And whether that is prayer, chanting, meditation, mantra, whatever you do for your spiritual practices, right? We do them in the beginning for the discipline and eventually they'll become devotional. They become a part of you. And it's kind of like what I said on, um, uh, I was interviewed on Christina Santiago's podcast, Exist Brightly and, and Brightly. Yeah. And one of the things that I was talking about is at some point you stop trying to become the thing, AKA that's the discipline part where you're practicing and you're trying and you're, you know, you're figuring it all out and you're developing those spiritual muscles. You're developing those skills, right? At some point you stop trying to become the thing and you just be the thing. That's the freedom. And you may have also heard, if you've been listening to the show, when I talked to um, my friend and business mentor last week, Bill Barron, we talked about how I was asking him about a spiritual practice and he was saying that those things that he used to do are no longer necessary. He now has an unconscious competence where he can just rely upon his intuition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the older that I get, it's the same thing that like my spiritual practices have changed and they continue to change. And even though I might come from um, the same um, traditions, right? Like A Course in Miracles, Kripalu Yoga, Passage Meditation, like whatever. I'm always looking at different, I'm learning from different sources, but those are like the heartbeat, right? Those are the crux of where I come from, my discipline. I have so much more freedom now. And I think about like, you know, because when you're trying to control and trying to um, discipline, um, how do I say this on your own, right? The outcome's going to be a little bit different, but it, it, once you've spent enough time, like in it, doing it enough times, I'm sure you have seen this in your own life, in your own work. When I think about when I first was trying to learn how to drive, like that's a whole story for another day, but I failed my driver's test the first time. I, I don't think, I think I went for it when like, I was 17. No, it wasn't 17. Yeah, it was 17 when I first tried to go get my driver's license in Lawrence. I'll never forget it. And I had to do like, first of all, I had a wicked attitude problem. Number one. Number two is I had to do a hill stop. And I don't, I think I didn't put on my emergency brake. I don't know what the fuck, I don't know what I did. But all I know is I snapped and I lost my shit on the dude. Uh, and I was just horrified. My poor aunt, my poor aunt was like in the car with me. She was horrified. She was like apologizing to the guy for, for me swearing at him. <laughs> like being such a little shit. <sighs> but anyways, uh, I remember when I was learning how to drive and I passed the second time. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, spiritual team. I passed the second time. Um, but I remember like now, like now think about it, like driving, you don't even have to think about it. It's ingrained in you. You've become unconsciously competent. Well, not everybody, <laughs> but a lot of us have become, because we've done it enough times. The discipline of paying attention, the discipline of doing it. And you should still please, amen and hallelujah, please, please, please pay attention when you're driving. Okay. Don't, don't try to be eating and drinking your coffee and listening to the music and podcasting and talking to people. Don't do 17 things at once. Get in your car and try to just like drive. Okay. Little PSA, little PSA. Cause I love you. But here's what I'm trying to say. Do things enough time. The discipline leads to freedom. Now, the reason why I got excited about talking about this today is because, um, 
But a lot of people don't, may not know about me. Well, I love music. You must know that because I'm married to a friggin' professional musician. I've loved music my whole life. I come from a family of musicians. Um, so I love a lot of different kinds of music. Not, don't, I mean, don't, don't be a hater. I'm not a huge fan of like country music. It's just never, never been my thing. Uh, but God bless, whatever, whatever you like, you like. Okay. Um, so I, I listen to a lot of different kinds of music and um, I really love, even though I'm not a, a like, I don't even like saying I'm not a religious person. It's not that, but a lot of like Christian music or whatever, right? I just like to call uh, what I'm about to call worship music. I, I, I love worship music, especially through, um, you know, there's a, I call them a company, you call them whatever you want, like a, a uh, Bethel music is what I call them. And they put out these really incredible videos and stuff like that. So I listen and I, I listen to how the music gets created and I listen to the depth of their devotion. And I like listen to these things. Okay. So I was listening to one of those things and I heard something that really, really, really caught my ear. And it was this guy and he was talking about creativity and leadership. I want to say his name is Jonathan Jonathan Helsa or something like that. And he was talking about creativity and leadership and how he had to go out onto stage. I'm going to make my point in a minute. How he had to go out onto stage, on the stage and lead this big service, like in front of this huge congregation, right? And he had invited who he called, uh, this guy who he called like the, his, the, the godfather to like oversee the conference, to to support the conference, to give feedback and guidance. Like he and his wife were the main attraction, right? They were going to be doing some preaching. They were going to be doing some music and all this stuff. And he invited this other guy named Graham Cook to just kind of oversee the situation. And so he said that he really loved to be the kind of preacher or the kind of leader, the kind of worship leader where he could just go out on stage and just do it from a really spontaneous place. He's not a person who really wanted to have to like practice and prepare. He just wanted to let the spirit move him. Okay. So he goes out on night one, he does his shit, does his stuff. And on the ride home, he tells a story how on the ride home, like he speaks to Graham Cook and he says to him, he asked the godfather of the conference, like, Hey, what did you think? And Graham and in his infinite wisdom basically said, I, I, I think it went really well. What do you think? Like, how do you think it went basically? Or maybe Graham asked him first. Maybe Graham and his ultimate wisdom said, hey, how do you think it went tonight? And I think um, Jonathan was saying basically, oh, I think it went pretty good. And Graham was like, yeah, but you know, here's what I think. Like spontaneity is great, but listen to this quote, you guys. I thought this was so fascinating. And this is what he said. He said, true spontaneity is the reward of preparation. Oh, I love that. Listen to that again. True spontaneity is the reward of preparation. Okay, so what I see so many people doing um, out there in the world is that they don't feel like they need to prepare. Now, I understand the compulsion and the adrenaline rush of just winging shit. I know there are people who are like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to wing it. Or they do some bullshit like this. They say, um, yeah, like, and I've said it too. My spiritual team, my spiritual team will tell me what I need to know when I need to know it and da, 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 da. Yes, but that channel is pretty clear because discipline, I've been doing it for over 25 years. I've been tapping into that for over 25 years, right? The spontaneity now can come because I have prepared myself to receive the message because every single day for the past 26, 27, however freaking many years it's been, I have woken up and I have said to Holy Spirit, I have said to my mom, I have said to my spiritual team, 
right? The prayer from A Course in Miracles, which I'm paraphrasing, please have me go where you would have me go. Have me do what you would have me do. Have me say what you would have me say into whom. Please use me. I have made myself a receptive vessel for that to come through. So my spontaneity and my, my ability to teach a yoga class or my spontaneity, like where I don't have to prep or prepare really, right? Um, my, my spontaneity and being able to get on a stage and speaking or tell a story or somebody sticks a mic in my face for a podcast. I don't prepare for any of it. You know, a lot of times on podcasts, they'll say, what do you want to talk about? What do you want us to ask you? What? And I say, dude, I just trust that whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. I don't prepare. I don't even really prepare for these podcasts. Sometimes I write a few notes down so I don't forget a name or something like that. But I try not to overly prepare because here's the thing. The discipline has now led to the freedom, right? The reward has become uh, the spontaneity because I've done the fucking years of preparation. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting to just be spontaneous because spontaneous, um, like beautiful things can happen in spontaneity, but it's just like, like, let me give you another example. So my sweetie, um, you know, plays a bunch of different instruments, whatever, whatever, whatever. He's genius guitar player and bass player and all this other stuff. And I'll say to him, do you feel like you can like just play whatever? Like if somebody invited you up onto stage, do you feel like you could play? He doesn't read music. He's learned over his whole life how to, how to do everything by ear, by sound, by hearing, right? Uh, I'm like, do you feel like you could do this? And, and he's like, yes. But he tells me sometimes, he's talked to me before about how I'll say, hey, like he'll be looking for somebody to do a duo gig or a pickup gig or something like that. And I'll start going down the list of all the musicians we'll know. And I'm like, what about this person? What about this person? What about this person? And I'll say, and he'll say, no, I, nope, nope, nope. And I'll say, why? And he said, because they're not really like spontaneous musicians. They don't know my stuff. They wouldn't be able to just pick it up. There's certain guys, they've been doing this stuff long enough and they're confident enough and their skill set is great enough. They have prepared. So now they can go on stage and just be spontaneous. So the discipline has now given them a level of confidence and freedom, enough um, unconscious, um, what's the word I was using before? Uh, unconscious, not capacity, not creativity. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> confidence, yes. They have now enough unconscious confidence that they can go out in the world and to do these things. So here's the point that I'm trying to make, okay? If you want to um, get really good at something, and I'm not just talking like physical skill set things, like, oh, I want to be able to shoot, you know, a three-pointer from, from, you know, half court, or I want to be at top of the key, like whatever your thing is, I want to get better at my golf game. Yeah, 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 all those things, practice, physical skills, great. But if you don't get your mind right, because <laughs> the mind is like the machine, the mind is the thing that informs the body, the body answers to the mind, okay? So if you want to have more freedom in your life overall, you got to get your mind right. You got to discipline your mind. You got to be able to place your mind where you want it to go. So if you aren't able to, um, um, how do I say this? If you aren't able to have your mind go where you want it to go, if you're somebody who, let's just say you have an anger problem, right? You are being held hostage 
by your anger, which is another way of saying you're being held hostage by your ego. And of course, in Miracles always says, do you want to be a host to God or a hostage to the ego? Let me tell you something. I have been held hostage to the ego in my past many a times, right? Every once in a while still, like, here's the whole thing. It's not like I never have, like, I never like, right? Spiritual mentor, yes. It doesn't mean I don't still take detours into fear. I'm just wicked fast now at catching myself at my own bullshit, right? I'm like, whoopsie, detour into fear, come back now. My brother, you can always choose again, right? I know I can choose again. So as soon as I catch myself, boom, I make another choice. But what I'm trying to say is, if you want to have true freedom in your life, you have to have the discipline, which is about putting in the time, putting in the hours, putting in the work, right? So that you are not being held hostage by your ego when shit comes up in life, stuff comes up and your mind can be disciplined enough, right? To not react out of fear, but instead to respond from a place of love. But if you don't have that synapsis and that wiring and that, um, you know, that communication between those, that, that part of yourself, if your mind is untrained, um, it's really hard. It's really hard to get out of your anger pattern. It's really hard to get out of your victim pattern, right? You're not disciplined enough. You don't have freedom then. You're held hostage. You are a prisoner of your lack of ability to even sometimes recognize you're playing the victim. You know what I mean? So I always want to encourage people. We do spiritual practices in the beginning um, because it helps us to train our mind. And here's the thing. I'm going to go a little highbrow. I'm going to go a little high mind on you for a second. You know, Course in Miracles says, and so does yoga. I always say this. Yoga calls it the maya, the illusion, right? Course in Miracles, we call it the dream. It's all an illusion here. Okay. And so, um, I, so I always say things like this, even a course in miracles, even the Bible, even yoga practices, all these quote unquote spiritual practices that we do here in the illusion. I always say, Hey, part of the illusion, not even real, not necessary, but helpful part of the illusion. While we're here trying to figure this shit out. Right. And remember that we never actually left God, but while we're here sifting through all that, it is so helpful for us to have things that remind us of our union, AKA yoga with the divine that we've never actually left. It's so helpful to have daily uh, lessons like you find in A Course in Miracles in the middle of the book, the workbook um, in the middle of the workbook. It's like the daily lessons, 365 daily lessons, which are like daily meditations to start to discipline our mind to remember the truth, which is we've never actually been separated from God. That's the only problem that we actually have. We think there's a lot of different problems, but that's really only the, the only problem. So if you can get into a disciplined place where you actually sit down and do the 365 daily lessons and you read the text or you sit down and you do your daily prayers, at some point, maybe in this lifetime, maybe not, but at some point, the need for it, the discipline of that daily thing will eventually fall away. Because you just become the thing. You start to remember who you are. You don't need as much daily. But for most people, you guys, that's not the case. I'm not saying anybody is special. I'm not doing any of that bullshit. I'm just saying for most people, they need the daily reminder because this whole world, this whole matrix is conditioning us to believe 
that we're separate and that we should be fearful because the bottom line is, is we're going to die, right? It's <laughs> a world, a lot of suffering and stuff in the world. So this is just an invitation. And I always say like, you know, the spontaneity is this, this is the discipline. The discipline is you ask the divine each day, you know, what do you want to do? What would you have me do? Let's co-create a plan. Like your job is just to ask and to listen and then to have the courage to follow it through. You know, ask God what he wants to do and then you can make a plan, right? But you don't make it on your own. You don't make it on your own. That's too much spontaneity, right? So you want to stop and ask, right? And I always say, um, you know, to, to follow the divine, to follow the divine impulse, the divine spark within you, to follow it, it doesn't mean that you don't plan. It doesn't mean that you don't ever plan. It just means that you don't ever plan alone. <laughs> you know, A Course in Miracles basically says, I need do nothing. And a lot of people take that to mean like, oh, well, this is all an illusion. It's all the dream. So I don't have to do anything while I'm here. That's not what it's saying, right? It's saying that you just don't plan alone. You don't do anything by yourself. You ask. That's the discipline part is you ask. And then the spontaneity comes from you have asked enough time that you're a clear channel and you can trust that the individual curriculum that will come to you is yours and that you can then go out and act on it. So I hope this makes sense in some way. I hope this is helpful that you remember all the time. True spontaneity, as Graham Cook says, is the reward of preparation, which is another way of what I always say, which is the discipline leads to the freedom. You do something enough times, it becomes a part of you. You start to recognize it is you, that I am a child of God, I am an extension of the divine, that I am love itself. And when you do that and believe that and speak it and think about it and, you know, like act on it enough times, then your natural instinct is to be the love that you are. You don't have to keep doing all these spiritual practices. And I always say, spiritual practices are more about undoing the blocks that have caused you for, to forget that you're already the fucking thing, right? It's like, this is about, hey, Toby. This is about remembering that you're already the thing, that you already are free. But we forget because we're insane. We forget because we're nuts. We forget because we spend a lot of time in fear. For those of you at home, I don't know why I keep touching my head. I just keep tapping my head. Such a weirdo. Little weirdo alert. But here's the thing. Oh, Toby wants to come. Toby Pajama is live on the podcast. You want to say hi to the people, Tom? Um, all right. So that's it, you guys. Here's the thing spontaneity comes from being prepared do the shit enough that it becomes second nature to you and forgiveness is one of those things right you've all heard me say it before this being human this being human is like being in the fucking forgiveness olympics we're going for the gold but that what that means is i have to really be disciplined about not yielding to my ego's desire right to play small to be a victim to judge others, to judge myself, to try and think I'm special, like all the stuff that the ego would try to have you believe um, that, you're, that you're a piece, everything from you're a piece of shit to you're wicked special, right? So we have to discipline, we have to discipline our minds uh, through daily spiritual practices. And then eventually that's where the freedom comes in and we don't have to keep doing it the same way. It will shift and transform. So I don't even know how long this thing is, but I hope it was helpful in some way, you guys. That is always my desire. 
when I put anything out into the world that it will somehow be, I don't know, it will educate, it will elevate, it will entertain, or it will enlighten. Like that, those are my hopes, that it will do something that will be helpful to you. Um, by the time you guys get this, it'll be October 3rd, which is the day before my birthday, 10-4, good buddy. <laughs> you believe it, you guys? Can you believe I made it to 51? That shit is crazy. I cannot believe. I cannot believe that I made it this far. Amen and hallelujah. Somebody must love me. So here we are. And what do I have going on? Okay, you're already, by the time you hear this, I'll have already done my thing at the Amesbury Chamber of Commerce, their uh, Women in Business Leadership Series. That's pretty cool. That's going to be wicked fun. Oh, uh, Saturday, May 5th, me and my sweetie, Chris Lesta, we are doing um, a live music and yoga class. Um, to basically, uh, along with Marianne Williamson, uh, Marianne is going to be leading uh, an inspirational talk and a guided meditation on the power of peace. So it's a really cool event. It's happening on um, Saturday, October 5th at the Capitol Center for the Arts in Concord, New Hampshire, right down on Main Street. We'd love to have you come join us. Uh, go find the link for that saga. You can find it. Just Google that shit. Go to Marianne2020.com. Um, go to my Facebook page. You'll find it, right? Um, but sign up and come along. It, it sounds like a bunch of people are coming. So I'm wicked excited to see some of my uh, former yoga students who I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, also, you guys, um, you got to sign up if you want to. Like, don't wait because I know the price is going up this week for the um, my New Hampshire yoga retreat, my three-day – no, God, not the – back up. Nope, not the New Hampshire Yoga Retreat. <laughs> we don't do those anymore. I did them for five years. This is the three-day fearless flow retreat with me at the Mountain View Grand Resort and Spa. And that's happening November 8th through the 10th. So those are the fun things that I have going on. Love to have you join me for any of those. You have any questions, you just uh, send up a flare, as I like to say. <laughs> and, um, you know, those three-day retreats are pretty awesome. Because talk about, talk about um, spiritual spiritual and uh, personality, spirituality and personality rehab. <laughs> it's a great place to kick off uh, doing that work and starting to uh, train your mind. It's a, it's a beautiful immersion, a weekend immersion in doing that. So I'd love to have you join me if you have any questions. Oh, and the other thing I'm supposed to ask you guys for, and I say supposed to because um, the people who love me and who um, support me and who love my work, they always say to me, they tell me kind of in a loving way that I, that I, I kind of suck uh, about asking, uh, <laughs> like asking people to help me to spread the love. And so here's what I know to be true, is that um, the good word gets out because of you, right? So if, if you dig this show, if you listen to a particular episode and you're like, that was so helpful to me and I know it might be helpful to my cousin, you know, Joe or to my, to my auntie Peggy or like whoever, right? Um, if, if, this is how, this is how the, the love gets spread is through you. Because uh, I'm just one person in one mouth and I can only share so much and then it gets annoying, right? So if any part of this has landed in your heart, if, if any of these episodes have been helpful to you, um, the three different ways you could help me is one, you could just uh, share it on Facebook or Instagram and tag me in the post so I see it, so I can say thank you because that's wicked important to me, uh, building genuine relationships and acknowledging the people that are helping me to spread the love. That's, that's important to me. Um, and, or you could, uh, what are those things called? The IG stories. If you could um, post there and tag me, that's wicked helpful too. And those are really fun. I'm getting better at, <laughs> at those and enjoying those. And then another thing is if I have a particular episode that you think is wicked helpful, you could always just send it to um, your people, 
some people call like your email list or your newsletter tribe or whatever you do. Um, that's another fun way that you can help me too. So thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. I appreciate you. I celebrate you. I see you and I love you. <laughs> uh, and the next time we talk, uh, I will, or the next time we listen, I will be uh, 51. So I plan on having an awesome birthday. And uh, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful for each of you. I hope you're doing awesome. And I hope our paths cross soon. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.